Now this will be my last um, of the one another topics. We've been through, I believe we've been through about nine of them so far. And uh, I saved everybody's favorite one another for the last. So previously we've gone through caring for one another, bearing one another's burdens, confessing one to another, members of one another, exhorting one another, comforting one another, being hospitable one to another, and love one another. And now the one that you've all been waiting for, that we all enjoy the most, submit one to another. Because we all know that's the one we jump at the first when we think of the one another's. Now we come to a place in this series that it can be hard or it can be a very, very easy one another to do. Some of those other ones sound easy, but as we've found out, confessing's not always easy unless you start to confess more and more to one another and hear the confessions. Bearing sometimes is hard at first, but the more you bear your brother or your sister, and the more they bear you, the easier that comes for you because it's what God made you to do as a new creature. Before Christ opens our hearts and gives us a new heart, none of the one another's make sense to the world. It's not something that comes natural. It's not something we want to do and something we want to look for. Submitting one to another sounds hard until you see who you are before Jesus Christ and where He has placed you in His body. Then submitting becomes a beautiful picture that you want to be a part of. So let's start in Ephesians chapter 5. And let's, it's verse 21, but we'll start with verse 18. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of of God. Now, again, all of these one another passages that we have gone through, every single one of them that are lived out in the church are a very central key component to evangelism. As I said last time, it's how the world sees something different. It's how we stand out, not because we're trying to be standing out like a sore thumb, but the nature of it is when you are a light in a world of darkness, you're going to be noticed. Now our goal is not for the world to see us. Our goal is for the world to see the light. The light of Christ that flows from us. So all of these one another's are key to evangelism, but they're also key to church growth, church health, and church stability. If we don't have these, a church can limp along. It might make it, but it just may limp along through the rest of its time here on this earth. So let's just jump into it. The word submit, the one that most of us don't really like to hear. We're going to break the word down again like I did with our last one of hospitality. 
It's hupotasso is the Greek word, and it means to subordinate, to be subordinate, much like a uh, military term of, of an army being subordinate to its general. And it comes from two different Greek words. The first one is hupo. It means to be under or beneath, underneath. Already it's not sounding good, is it, when we say you have to submit, great, You're saying to start off, I need to get beneath, or I'm already beneath, or I need to be underneath someone else. But then it ends with tasso, to arrange in an orderly matter to assign a place. Well, then that changes it back to that military aspect a little bit. The military aspect of a commanding general is not just because a guy likes to be in charge. It's because there must be order in order for there to be productivity, in order for there to be advancement. Well, when you put these two words together of hupotasso, it means that we are to be beneath each other and underneath one another in an orderly manner, meaning it was designed. The military is designed into a structure for a reason. We are to be underneath each other in an orderly fashion for a reason. Now remember, this isn't you submit to me and we stop there. This is a one another passage. We submit willingly in an orderly fashion beneath one another, meaning I submit to you. You submit to me. We submit together. Now, that doesn't sound so bad on its, its surface. I, I don't mind arranging all of these people beneath me in an orderly fashion, right? That one sounds okay. I don't mind leading. You be subordinate. Let's get orderly, get in shape, and follow. That one doesn't sound that bad, but when we go back to one another, what we said in the very beginning of all the one another's, what does the one another mean? It means reciprocal. It is a two-way street. Every one another passage that you've heard through every one of these messages that Mike and I have preached are a two-way street. So how then do we all as a group come underneath one another in an orderly fashion? You know, a lot of times we're okay with that one-way street of submission, especially when I'm at home. Kids, you're going to submit. That's a one-way street. I'm not going to submit to you children at home. You're going to submit to me. But in this church body, we realize that there is one head. There is one master. There is one king. There is one ruler. And there is one rule maker. The pastors aren't the rule makers for the church. God is. The pastors aren't the shepherd of the church. God is. They are His under-shepherds placed there to oversee His church, His body, through His rules, through His Scripture, through His teachings, through His doctrine. So who are we supposed to submit to? Submitting to who? Submit to the pastors? Well, we hear that in Hebrews, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Parents, submit to your parents. We hear that wives are to submit to their husbands. But this passage is speaking to a church 
You, all the people who have had a professed faith in Jesus Christ, who've been baptized, young and old, male and female, teenagers to 80-something, you submit one to another. Surely that's got to be a typo in the Scripture, right? I mean, yeah, I'll carry your burdens. Yes, I will love you. Sure, I'll be hospitable. Yes, I'll confess to you and you can confess to me, but submitting, really, getting beneath another person, don't you realize the flaws that that man has? That you're asking me to willingly, in an orderly fashion, come beneath? Don't you know the past of that woman? And you're telling me that I need to, in an orderly, willing, godly fashion, come underneath with a submissive spirit. That cannot be right, can it? That's, that just crosses a line. I can't submit to a sinner. I only submit to Christ. Well, Christ has placed His church on this earth. And He has placed you in His church. And this church is a body of which He is the head. We are not just a group of people gathered in four walls. We are an organism. A living, breathing representation of a beautiful marriage between sinners who have been saved by grace and a loving Father who has brought us and made us His own. So when we hear that we have to submit to one another, we need to stop looking at the individual one another of the individual sins that we know we're all committing, that we know that Mike even said, who, who had a problem this morning? Who had a problem this week? Every hand goes up because we all know that we did. So what we're not doing is saying, I am going to submit to the perfect people in a perfect church. Well, there is no perfect church here on earth. And there are no perfect people in any church here on earth. So we are submitting willingly to a body of believers. A body of believers who sometimes may mess up, sometimes are going to have a hard week, sometimes are going to trip and stumble, but we as the body are there to lift the stumbling brother up, and there comes submission. We're there to discuss things about how we operate as a church, and and there comes another way of submission. But we're submitting Not to just a group of people. We are submitting to a body of Christ. And that makes a difference in who you're willing to submit to. 1 John 4, 19. Now I said this verse when we were talking about hospitality. And there's a lot of overlaps between these one and others. But we must understand this verse to understand being able to submit to the likes of me and the likes of you. 1 John 4.19 says that we love because He first loved us. Because there is a cause of that love. He loved, which is in turn causing something to happen inside of you. His love has brought about an effectual change in every heart of His believers that causes them to no longer be what they were, which is what Ephesians chapter 4 and part of chapter 5 are telling us before we get to this, that we were once this, that we were of the world, 
But now He has caused you by His love to be something else. To be a person of love. A person who loves... Excuse me. A person who in turn loves God. No more people of darkness. Now when He comes and He causes our hearts to change and turns us from a people who hate, a people who love only darkness, a people who despise righteousness, who run from the light, and He takes us and He changes us into something, we are now a new people, which is what Ephesians chapter 5, verses 7 through 16 will tell us. Let's read some of those verses. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, the people of the world. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you were light. Because He has loved us, He has changed us, causing us to love His light. So now we are children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. We're to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. We have changed but rather to reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of these things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he says, Awake thou that sleeps, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, wisely, See that you're walking wise, not as a fool, but as a wise person, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what is the will of God. And then he goes into this passage. Don't be drunk with wine. Be drunk with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, always giving thanks... For, the thing, for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we stop that verse right there, we would all be like, that is encouraging. I love it. He has taken me from this world of darkness, this world of sin, this world where I despised Him, this world of foolishness, and He has caused me to be wise. He has caused me to love light. He has caused me to walk circumspectly, meaning carefully, watching what I do, and therefore, I don't need to be drunk with wine. I can be filled with the Holy Spirit, which gives me such an exuberant joy that causes me to sing to you, to speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And that right there is encouraging, and we love to grasp hold of that. But that's not the end of this verse. That is one long verse that ends with, Submit yourselves one to another. How does that submitting, and all of a sudden I'm a new creature, and I'm supposed to speak to you in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to show you the careful walk of the Lord that He has given me. You know how we walk wise and circumspectly in this world? One of the main factors, one of the key factors to any baptized believer to being wise in an unwise world, to walking carefully where there are stumbling blocks, is to be willing, not just willing, but happy to submit to one another. Why? Because you are the body of Christ. We together are the body of Christ. Now who is willing 
for part of their body to be left behind? Who is willing for part of their body to continually hurt? I'm not. I want my body to thrive. If my knee hurts, I go treat it. What if my knee says, look, body, brain, I'm fine limping along like this. I don't need you to do it. I'll fix it on my own. My knee has to come into submission to my brain, my other leg, my back, and the rest of my body because it is what is safe for my knee. Now that is a very crude example of what we are. Some of us are a bum knee limping around in a church saying, I don't need you to help correct my hurt knee. I don't need you to help fix my problems. I don't think it's any of your business. You can say hi to me on Sunday morning and then leave me alone. It's not your business. But what is our business and what is our duty as Christians is that when any part of our body is hurting, when any part of our body is dying, it is our duty and it is our joy to restore it. Submission brings joy when you realize that I'm not under this group of people so that they can be a burden on me, so that they can be a taskmaster over me, so that they can bear down on me. I want to submit so you can help me thrive in my walk with God. You need to want to submit to one another so that you can help each other walk through the storms of life that we know that come. You want to submit to one another and be subject to each other, not just as individuals, but as a body, so that you can guard one another's souls, so that you can guard one another from the snares of Satan, from the fiery darts that he has thrown out there. Think back to the message that I preached on the confessing one to another. When I spoke of you being in danger, being in danger, and you're pinned down by fire, and you realize you can't get out alone. And even more than that, you realize you've forgotten your entire suit of armor. But when you are willing to be submissive to a group of believers that we are going to go out into that world, then it is our duty both to oversee one another and both to be overseen. Much like I said when I was in the stack unit on the police department in that same example. I was willing for my brothers to come up to me and say, you don't have your armor on. Tell me what to do. I'm my own man. I'm my own warrior. I'll put my armor on when I'm ready. No, I was willing for those men to watch over me. I was willing to be submissive to that group of people before we went into those situations as they were to me, as all five of us were together, because you know what happened or what would happen when one of us was not willing to be submissive to the rest of the group. When we went into those raids and those houses, someone would die. That is us in our spiritual walk. We are in a battle, as we said over and over. We are walking out from our safe zone right here, from our training ground in this church building or in your homes, and you're walking out into a dangerous world who seeks to destroy you. And if we are not willing to be overseen by one another, then we're willingly accepting the danger that comes out in that world. But when we are willing to submit to one another, 
then we are walking wise. Then we are walking carefully. Then we are walking joyfully. I was glad when I was corrected in that stack unit because it meant my life. If they didn't correct me, if they just let me go, and I went on one of those raids and I was not fully protected and fully armed, it could have meant my life. I wasn't mad when they would correct me. I was joyed. You just saved my life before I got in this situation. That is you, church. We are to watch over one another to such an extent that we see when the other brother or sister is about to walk out of that door, unarmed, unprepared, without that suit of armor on, into a dangerous situation. And you should be most glad when someone points that out to you, that you are about to walk out of that door, unprepared for what Satan is about to throw your way. So really submitting to one another? Yes. Because we are to have a mutual love for one another, as we have heard. We are to bear one another. Be willing to be born and be willing to bear. Be willing to confess. Are you willing to confess? I think you will if you're willing to be submissive to a body. Then that confession comes that much easier when you know that they have your best interest your best spiritual interest at hand, then you're more than willing to go and confess and say, I didn't feel like putting my armor on today because I trust that you have my back. That's what submission truly means for us. We have put off the old for the new. We're to walk as new and not in the shadow of the old life as we just read in in, uh, verses 7 through 16. Now the world's mind is devoid of this truth. This message makes no sense to a worldly mind. This message is completely contrary to a worldly mind. Ephesians 4.17 says, So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles walk in the vanity or futility of their mind. Their vanity of their mind, their emptiness, their fleetingness, their futility of their mind would have them go nowhere near a group of people that say, you must submit to me. That's foolishness to the world. It sounds idiotic to say, I'm going to take a group of people with different upbringings and different backgrounds who just happen to worship the same God and I'm going to go say, I want to submit to you. That makes no sense to the world, but to us it should be the only thing that does make sense to us. Because we have one thing in common that supersedes, that oversees, that completely shadows out all of the differences that we have. All of the different lifestyles that we grew up in. The different backgrounds that we have. The different careers that we took the different ways that we met our spouses, the different ways that we started burying our children, all of that is overshadowed. All of that is overshadowed when we see the one thing that we do have in common is Jesus Christ has touched your heart. He has touched my heart. He has opened your eyes to see Him. That oversees the rest of it. Yes, we may have differences. Yes, we may have different 
choices of how we dress. Yes, we may have different things that we like to do for vacation. Different things that we want to do for careers. Different directions we'd like to go. But the one thing that brings us all together is Jesus Christ. And I am willing. And I am ready. And I am happy as we all should be to say, I want to be submissive to the people who love Jesus. I want to be submissive to those who have a heart like mine. Because that is what our hearts are. They are heart after Jesus Christ. That's where submission comes in. But the world sees that as futility. That makes no sense. You do not know what is best for me. I and I alone know what is best for me. But body, we know what is best for one another. As children of God who have been touched by the hand of God, who have been convicted of sins by God, know that we together need to walk circumspectly, carefully, out into a dark and dangerous world, and we cannot do that alone. Therefore, we must be willing to place ourselves underneath one another. Now, we know that there's to be submission to pastors. Members of the churches should should submit to the pastors. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable to you. So we all know that we're supposed to do that, not in the same sense that we submit to Jesus Christ as our head, we know that, that the pastors are under shepherds that he is called to lead and teach. But we're to esteem the position that they are in. We're to be submissive and obedient to their guidance as long as their guidance is firmly grounded in Scripture and as long as they are subject to the Word of God. But this submit has a little play on it from the other one. It is also hupo, but it's hupo iko, meaning Underneath by yielding to give away. Now we as a body are to submit to one another in an orderly fashion, meaning no one supersedes anyone. We are all to yield to one another. When it says here this hupokayo, this means that you are willingly, willingly submitting to the lead of the pastors. As long as they are in the Word of God, preaching the truth of the Word of God, that you are willing to follow that lead. But what this verse here in Ephesians is talking about is a mutual submission. So that means the pastors too are submissive to you. The submission to pastors is a different submit than these submits that we're talking about. This means that Mike and I are just as submissive and subject to everyone in this congregation as you are to us. We are all submissive to one another as a body, submission, to God, submission is God's design that enables us. It helps us to be able to flee from danger. 1 Peter 5, 5 says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be subject to one another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The younger members should also submit hupotasso, the first one, willingly come to, um, to the elder of the church. That's talking about to the older people of the church. And everyone is to be hupotasso, subject 
also is the same Greek word as submission, huputasso, meaning the minority to the majority. That's where church life plays out and sometimes it gets hard. And that's where we see true submission in a church. We've all been in the church meetings, the business meetings, where there's a vote. Nobody likes business meetings. Nobody likes the business meetings where you got to vote. And nobody really likes the business meetings where you're going to vote and you know the vote's not all going to go the same way. But what this church has shown beautifully, and I thank this church for that, is that when the vote has not always gone unanimous, the minority has always willingly been hupotasso to the majority. They have willingly come underneath and subjected themselves to the will of the body. Because you're not saying, I'm going to have submission to that just group of people that I just disagreed with. We over here think this way with our 10 votes, and they over there think that way with their 60 votes. These people are saying, I submit to the whole. I submit to this body. Because our job as this body is to watch one another. And that is where you see it get down to the nuts and bolts of it. And this submission to one another is when you come to the disagreement in the church and you say, I'm willing to submit to the will of the church. Might not have been my choice. Might not have been what I had voted. But I willingly gladly submit to the will of this church because I know that's safe for me. I know it's healthy for me. And I know it's healthy for this body. So what does this submitting to one another really look like other than a members meeting? Because we can all come up with that mind. So what does it really look like? Really it comes to these three words. Let love rule. That's what submitting to one another really comes down to. Letting love rule. Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 through 4 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look, not, look out not only for your own interest, but also for the interest of of others. What does submitting to others look like? It means lifting them up above you every chance that you can. It means esteeming. Esteem means to lift to a place of honor, to value. Submitting to one another means that I value you so much that I am willing to lift you to a place above what I am. And you can only do that through a lowliness of mind. Back to 1 Peter 5.5. 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Without that humility, without being clothed in humility, submission to the will of the church, submission to the body of the church, submission to anybody in the church will never happen. Because pride says you must esteem me. Pride says you must listen to me. Pride says I don't care if 60 of you said it this way and 10 said this way. The 10 were right because I am never wrong. But being clothed in humility says I submit. And God, even if I think that I might have been right here, help me to understand. 
give me such a heart of humility that I willingly lift those other 60 up in that vote so that I love the church more. So that I grow to love them more. We learn this humility only in one way and only by imitating one thing. You cannot learn humility by imitating Titus Cannon. It's a bad example. I can't learn humility by imitating anybody in this congregation. All bad examples. There is only one way we can learn true humility. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 1 through 2 tells us how to let love rule by walking in love. Therefore be imitators of God as His dear children. That right there sums up how to love each other. Be imitators of God as His dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Imitate Christ? Isn't that impossible? Yeah, here on earth. Follow Christ? Impossible? Not at all. We are to daily be following Christ, daily be picking up our cross and following Him. And we are daily, as we do that, as we learn to humble ourselves and we learn to lift others up above ourselves, we are daily being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ, as Romans chapter 8, verses 28, 29, and 30 tell us. That we are being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. But we do that by walking as He walked, by imitating. Now, when I am sitting on the couch doing something, every now and then Henry will plop up beside me and I'll throw my arm up in the air and put it behind my back and I'll look over and Henry throws his arm up behind his head and he plops it up. I'll cross my leg over and Henry will cross his leg over. He is simply imitating his dad. That's as simple as it gets. Imitate God. Wow! Come on, how am I supposed to imitate Jesus? Read about Him. Talk like Him. Love like Him. And forgive like Him. Tall order. He has given you a new heart. He has caused you to hate darkness. He has given you a heart of flesh after Him. He has caused His joy to overflow in your soul. This should be our main joy and our main goal in life is to be like Christ. To be an imitator of Him. Pride demands. Pride leads us to demand with with such a a self-gratifying worth that I am just worth so much from others that you owe me, you owe it to me to bring yourself underneath me. Pride says, you owe it to me to subordinate yourself to me. Humility causes us to give others what Christ teaches that we owe to them. Not partiality, but love. Humility causes us not to say, you owe me, but I love you. And I am willing to bear you. I am willing to care for you. I'm willing to be hospitable to you. I'm willing to forbear you. I'm willing to confess to you. 
I'm willing to be hospitable to you. And I am willing to submit myself to you. Christ teaches us the perfect example of humility as how are we to walk. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Ephesians 5.15 The wisest of all is Jesus Christ, and yet we see that Jesus Christ showed a great submission. Equal with God is God, yes, but submitted to the will of His Father. I have come not to do my will, but the will of Him that sent me. Now, if anybody could claim I have the right to not be subject to anyone, it's Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ says, I have come to do His will. And then He says, Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but Thine be done when He is ready to be taken and crucified upon that cross. If anybody who'd walked so perfectly, who was so righteous, who is themselves God, who should have all beneath Him, was willing to submit Himself to the Father. How can we in turn not be willing to submit? This is a mutual submission. One another subjection. I willingly subject myself to you and you willingly subject yourself to me and we willingly subject ourselves to one another. It's part of that wise and circumspect walk that we see in verse 15 of Ephesians chapter 5. Following the example of the Master Himself, even to the point that He brought Himself beneath His apostles to simply wash their feet. As Mike said just a Sunday or two ago, that washing the feet was not even a servant's job. Most people washed their own feet. It was a filthy job. You gave them a basin of water and a towel and the traveler washed their feet. But Jesus showing the most humility, willing to get Himself so low to show us how to love one another, Himself took that towel, Himself got upon His knees and Himself took those filthy, disgusting feet and washed them clean. It's just a simple Simple showing of a way for us to love one another. In this verse, verse 21 says, Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. This doesn't mean that you are trembling in your boots that if I am not quite subject enough, He's going to send me straight to hell. That's not what this means. This means setting Him always before your eyes considering that He has a command over you and a command for you to love one another, to bear each other's burdens, to forbear, to forgive, to love, to comfort, to confess, to be hospitable, and to submit to one another because of that awe of reverence that He has brought the one another's together under. Let me close with this saying from an Irish a theologian from the 1800s, Thomas Krosky says, The moving cause of submission. This is not terror, but the solemn reverence with which we bow to the authority of our divine Lord. Our submission is grounded in our reverence for Him, in our fear of offending Him, 
by our heirs of assumption or authority in our supreme regard for His holy will. Thus, Christianity lifts the commonest duties and civilities and amenities of social life into the highest sphere by connecting them with the supreme lordship of Christ over His saints. We have received the ultimate example of submission by Jesus Christ. By Him coming, not just in washing those feet, but by Him leaving His glory behind and coming down even to the humiliation of being a babe. Learning to crawl and learning to walk and learning His alphabet. That is true humility. Equal with God the Father, but submissive to that will. How then can we not look upon one another with all of the one another's that we've studied and not be willing to bring ourselves under the subjection and the submission of this church because we have seen how to love each other. We have seen how to confess to each other. We have seen how to care for each other. We have seen how to bear each other. But we can't do any of those if we're not willing to be subject together under one another. My prayer for you in finishing this one another series for my part is that we take each one of these that we have heard and that we actually try to practice them, that we live them out. But none of those, none of them are going to work unless you are first willing to be subject to each other. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go through the challenges sometimes of submitting to each other, bearing each other, forbearing each other, forgiving each other, even loving each other, that Lord, You keep in our minds that great sacrificial love of Jesus Christ, His willingness to be humiliated, His willingness to give His glory in heaven and come down to walk this earth as man. God, His willingness to go upon a cross of shame, to have His body torn and beaten, to be mocked upon that cross of shame because of such a great love for us and a willingness to submit to His Father's will because of the great joy and great glory that it would bring us today into. So Lord, as we consider one another, may we remember to bring ourselves under subjection to one another, knowing that it brings about a true joy, being in and part of and underneath the body of Christ. And it's in His name we pray. 